If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now, here's Coach Clarence. All right, everybody. Happy Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. Today, this is what I want to talk about. Lots to talk about these days, but we're going to talk about some body positivity. And I'm going to recap what I did in my group. And if you're not in my group on Facebook, you should be. It's called Fit Over 40 Live. Just ask to join. I will approve you as long as you're not crazy, because I do look at your profile first. I already had to say no to a couple people. Don't take it personal. We just try to keep it positive in the group. All right, so I talked about this at the beginning of the month, and the theme was living your best life by saying no more often. So some of us are just slaves to not being able to say no to bad relationships, bad people, bad ideas. So it's very simple. We're going to walk through the footnotes of how to bring more positivity in your life by starting by saying no to things you should say no to. All right, so... You really need to be honest with yourself anytime you're approached with a situation and go, is it in my best interest? You know, sometimes we make short term decisions and in long term, it really comes back to bite us. So you can even take it a step further and only agree to things that make you say, hell yes. It is nothing wrong with saying hell yes. And I tell people this, there is nothing wrong with being a little selfish. Sometimes being selfish is getting a bad rap. But selfish simply means that you're making yourself a priority before anybody else. So next time you approach with an idea, go, is this good for me and my soul and what I want to do? And if the answer is no, run. And that's okay because you'll know somebody who you tell no to and they continue to push it. Then usually they're hiding their own agenda. So you want to become really good at figuring out what that is. Give me an example. If you have a really packed schedule and you're wondering how you're going to get everything done on your list, you might have to take back control of your time. Go through your list and prioritize what's really important, what you can do without. That'll be one of the first steps. Okay, ask yourself, what is this how I have to do with my health and wellness? A lot. Here's why. Overcommitting your time and mental energy can leave you feeling very overwhelmed, stressed, and drained. And it could even take a toll on your wallet and your health. After a while, it becomes challenging to do everything on your to-do list. And that can mean everything else suffers because we found through studies that as much as people think they're good at uh, multitasking, they're really not. Something is going to get left behind or not be the best quality. So really narrow that list down and time block that you do things efficiently. Also, a lot of people say they don't have time for their own self-care, but that's because they're putting everybody else in front of their own health. I hear that a lot. Oh, I got the kids or my husband and I got to cook and all these kind of things. You need to make yourself a priority. And guess what? If you make yourself a priority, you're going to change the people that show up in your life. So that is very important. All right. And the truth of that is if you limit what you do to the things that you truly value and are excited about, you'll bring up the level of quality and also the level of enjoyment in your life. One way to start saying no more often is think about, again, what your priorities are. What are you working towards right now? Also, building better relationships, your family, your health, or maybe even your career. 
I know a lot of these things sound great, but working towards all of them at the same time can even be challenging. It doesn't necessarily mean you ignore things that you're not that are not priorities, but they do fall lower on your list of what's important right now. Once you have a priority in mind, it's easier to say yes to the things that you need to do, and they'll kind of just start falling in line as things change in your environment. And it's also easier to say no to things that don't align with your priorities. For example, if your family is your main priority, you can still include a career, healthy activities, and providing for them, being a role model and being a healthier part of the equation. One way to know that if saying no is something the right thing to do is to trust your instincts. Most of us in any bad scenario we can think of usually had a gut feeling, but we're optimistic by nature, so we always try to figure out the good. Or you heard people say, oh, I, I fix people and I find the good in everything. You already started off on the wrong foot. So if you feel like something is wrong, you probably want to take a step back and really reevaluate it. And if saying no is hard for you, one trick is to use definitive words instead of a vague excuse or apology. Some examples are, I don't have time to bake brownies for your bake sale. I don't go out for drinks during the week. Weekends are family time. I work out every morning. Be, be very direct, because when you give a vague answer, anybody who's really trying to pitch their agenda on you is going to try to come back and overcome that. Hey, Coach, I have a question when you're sure. talking about that. Because so many people feel guilty about saying no, first of all, and we always have to give a reason why we're saying no. Why can't we just say no? There's a lot of reasons. I mean, you could go back to how you were raised. You know, people say, I'm a people pleaser. Really, is they're putting people before themselves. And some people feel like if they say no, they're not cool. Remember when you would have a friend who always was into everything? Remember Mikey? He likes it. He'll oh, yeah. try anything. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same philosophy. So-and-so will do anything. So there's this false sense that you're cool if you never say no. But really, you're saying no to yourself. So you want to. And so you're not cool yourself. for saying no to you. I mean, come on. Yeah, you can say no to me. Well, I can say no to you easy, but I'm talking about somebody else. It's not cool to say no to yourself when you really don't want to do it. Well, that's something that really is going to build character. You have to say, I mean, think about some of the things that you think about in your head. Like if you're in traffic and you really think of, I could just shoot this guy for cutting me off. Might be a good idea to say no. In that case, yes. <laughs> He's really cute, but no. Oh, I've been down that road before. Yeah, <laughs> She's really times. cute. Hell no. <laughs> no, psychos yeah. are us are out. Thank you. Psychos are us are out. All right. So basically, you know, we all get a set amount of time today. So be very guarded of your time. And it doesn't make you wrong for saying no. Very cool. Well, we need to say no more often. Yes. Right? That's, that's for our self-worth. And I found in my later years, I'm using that word no more often. Yes. And we talked about this on a prior show. That's right. Instead of why me, why not me? Why not me? I That's love that. right. That's, That's right. right. All right. So you want to go take a break? Yeah, I'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. We'll be back right after this. We see it every day on TV. Real or fictionalized stories of people who have been abused. Many abuse survivors relate to those stories and think they have to suffer in silence, but there is an answer. The International Child Advocacy Network, YesICan.org, provides online facilitated chat rooms for child abuse and domestic violence survivors. YesICan.org, the sole provider of these online services, stands ready to help break the silence and cycle of abuse in your life. 
Go to yesican.org for more information. Yesican.org, working worldwide to break the silence and cycle of abuse. And now, back to Fit Over 40. Here's your host, Coach Clarence. All right, so moving along, I want to talk about that negative voice in your head. We all have it. We all have experienced it on different levels. No matter what you try to do, there's this little voice that kind of creeps into your thought process and goes, that might be too hard. That might be too difficult, or I can't do that, and -and so-and-so tried that, and they failed. It's like anything you do, and since we're talking about health and fitness and body positivity, that little voice says you're not pretty, you're not enough, you're not good enough. Um, Maybe the people in your circle aren't giving you positive talk, and you guys always hear me talk about who's your five you're going to be most influenced around the top five people in your life. So you should do a regular quarterly evaluation of who's in your friendship. If your friends, in my opinion, aren't in a higher level than you, then you need different friends. You always want to aspire to better people in your company. And you never want to have those friends that always say yes to you, which we talked to earlier, because you could have friends who need to say no to you too. Like you really can't sing. That song wasn't that good. No, you're not that cute. Those shoes look ugly. Take them off. Well, wait a minute. If you got the balls to stand up and sing a karaoke, I'm going to applaud you. I'm not going to be crazy enough to do it. You got to get me pretty plastered. There's nothing wrong with that. You can go, hey, that's really awesome. You have a lot of balls, but I wouldn't try a record career. (laughs) Yeah, don't quit your day job. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what you you see those people on. uh, What's that? America's Got Talent. That's the or what's what's the show? American Idol. Yeah. Where the whole show is all the people who are horrible. And no one came along and said, you suck. Why are you trying to sing? You know? Well, because you're... I don't sing. Because I, I know. I, I. Somebody told me a long time ago, and I, ha- I have good ears, and I can hear myself, and I know that I'm terrible. So... I just don't sing because I, I talk for a living. So. <laughs> exactly, right? We know where Everybody, our place is right. at. <laughs> Not on the mic. Not singing, at least. Okay, so uh, let's talk about that voice that comes over your head. Um, I call it stinking thinking, and a lot of people are just negative people. You hear the term negative Nancy, negative Nelson, just always, every time you talk to them, they're just negative. I had this client, and I won't say her name because I kind of do love her. She's great. She's been with me forever. But she, you could, the sun could come out, and it would not be high enough or bright enough. She just, and, and she's always having all these negative things happen to her, but she's just negative about everything. And it starts in her head. She's just Oh, I'm never going to do my cars. I had a flat. I mean, it's just, I'm like, no wonder you're single. Like, who would, like, date you? Because it's never going to be good enough, you know? You're always complaining. Oh, can you negative. imagine the love life with that oh, one? Oh, God. <laughs> just critical, like, of everything. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, self-talk is super important. It's really the words that you say to yourself. It's not so much what you say publicly. It's what you're saying to yourself because you repeat those things and it becomes part of your uh, subconscious. So studies show that um, most people are really nicer to themselves in words than they choose to say publicly. They will say things like, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that. But inside they're saying things like, oh. I'm just not good enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm never going to make it. Cause a lot of times when I meet a new client, I'll say, what have you tried and what hasn't worked? And a lot of times if you just listen, they'll just tell on themselves, well, I tried this and it didn't work. Or I tried to do something somebody else did and it didn't work. Or again, their thoughts are defeating them right from the beginning. Cause if you're inside telling yourself you can't do it, you're not going to do it. Your brain's eventually going to hear that message and it's going to stop you. Okay. So, um, if you harp on yourself and use negative tones in your inner dialogue more often than positive, you generally have a negative outlook on life. 
So what I want everybody to do who's listening is check in with yourself and monitor how you speak to yourself this week. Just pay attention to the thoughts that are going through your head that you're saying to yourself. When you pass a mirror, do you say something positive or do you go, oh, I need to get rid of that or, oh, look at this. That's not where it's supposed to be or where'd that come from? You know, those are actually negative thoughts instead of look how far I came. Wow, I'm 46 and I don't have any arthritis or, hey, I have no cottage cheese or something you can find that's positive versus Ugh, look at all this stuff. That's negative talk. And guys, you know, I don't have the biggest biceps or the biggest chest or the biggest equipment, whatever. Find something positive you can say about yourself. Hey, I got a job. I have credit. My bills are paid. There's got to be something you can say to yourself versus the negative. A lot of us talk to ourselves, and this is a true fact, in ways we would never speak to anyone else, even our own enemies. We have, if we could just like play a videotape of stuff we said to ourselves all our life, you'd be freaked out. Especially if you didn't know if they changed the voice and you listened to it, you'd be like, God, that person's really negative. So positive self-talk is super important as far as your attitude, your optimistic about life and any of these things. And it also, we're finding out people who are negative tend to be um, subject to a lot of diseases, a lot of mental things, and they tend generally have poor relationships. You have to be optimistic in relationships. That is just definitely super important. So um, think of it this way. Um, your goal, now we got the gyms open again, um, some of them to some capacity. I already seen people on the Internet. Oh, my God, I've been in COVID so long. I, I just can't spin out of it. I'm never gonna. They're already starting off negative versus, hey, the gyms are open. We got an opportunity to do something now. Um, another thing to think about is what I like to call black and white thinking. Things are either good or bad or sweet or sour. We label things versus just trying to find some middle ground. If you, if you think that way, that's a very rigid way of thinking. There's always something you can gain from any scenario you find yourself into. And that's kind of the mental self-talk in a brief term. You want to always be thinking something positive and think about the way you talk to yourself on a regular basis. That's super important. You know, I got to add something to this, too. I'm a smart ass, as you well are aware. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I would have never thought that. So I'm always, like, making fun of myself just because I can. And I have a very good friend of mine who, in the last year, has basically bitch-slapped me every time that I've said something sarcastic that is almost appearing like I'm talking down to myself. And she's like, you know better than to talk about yourself like that. And I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just being my smart aleck self and just being sarcastic. And she said, that's not nice the way you're treating my friend. So even at my age, to be reminded that, hey, I'm a very positive person and I talk about myself in a positive light, being sarcastic and talking down about myself, it still will seep into my brain and then my brain will kick it back and say, you know what? She's right. I got to stop talking bad about myself like that. Even though I'm trying to make fun of myself and be funny, it really isn't when you're around someone that cares about you who says, you're always telling me not to do that about myself. So I'm going to remind you not to do that about you. I agree. Good stuff. Whew. All right. Very good stuff. What do you say we go to another break? Sure. Let's do it. All right. We'll be right back. Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. We'll be back right after this. 
I'll never forget, never forget that moment as long as, I as long as I live. My first call-up ever as a member of the National Guard. When we got to the armory, they briefed us on the wildfires. They were getting dangerously close to homes. Helicopters were going out to drop water on the fires. Guys in the unit were preparing for firefighting with local fire crews. At that moment, I got my first taste of just how important the Guard is to my community. See how the Guard can be an important part of your life at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Arizona National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association in this station. And now, back to Fit Over 40. Here's your host, Coach Clarence. All right, so I'm going to tell you guys a story. And this actually happened yesterday. I was um, talking to a guy who's in the mortgage business. We were just kind of comparing notes and talking about working together, like referring each other deals we couldn't do. And... um, the waitress, um, he said, he just moved here from um, Wisconsin. So he said, the waitress is really bitchy. I said, yeah. I said, you know, I've had her before. I said, she's not like that usually. I said, I was really surprised how she was acting. So I said, let's play. Let's play. Because I like to play. I love to mess with people, good or bad. I just do. That's just oh, me. God. I'm a salesman. I got to find <laughs> out what's going on. I know what I'm in for now, aren't I? <laughs> so... I said to her, I said, I got this. Watch this. She, when she comes back over, I said, her name is, I'm just going to make up a name in case somebody ever goes to a restaurant. Dana. Her name is Dana. We'll just say Dana. And I said, Dana, hey, I said, I'm a regular in here. And, you know, you're always awesome. You're my favorite person to get. I always try to get in your section. And I said, something's different today. What's going on? And she paused and she pulled her face mask down. She goes, I have the entire restaurant. Somebody didn't come in. And we said, well, you're doing an amazing job. We just wanted to tell you, and we'll make sure we take care of you when we're done. And then we just watched. She just, instant attitude changed. She was nice. She was smiling. And the reason I'm telling that story is sometimes you could just say something nice to somebody, and it changes their whole day. Because you always hear people say, don't judge somebody because you don't know what they're going through. Right. Because you just take the outward expression of what they're doing. So I'm saying that to lead into how important compliments are. Now, you have to be careful as a guy when you compliment women because they take it as, oh, he wants me, he's hitting at me, you know. You might just don't be like, you really have nice shoes, you know. Oh, wait a you second. <laughs> Can I weigh in on this Sure, real quick? jump in. I was going to say, because I have guy friends who always tell me, don't answer those text messages in, in <laughs> private messenger because as soon as you say hello back, they automatically think that's a, an invitation for you to, to be interested in them. Now, we talked about this earlier. You have to be definitive in your mm-hmm. answers. Yeah, well, I try that and I still Thank get Thank you people. for your kind words. Words. Have a great day. I could show you a ton of text oh, messages. I have said that and they still persist, but I'm interested. I don't, I'm not interested. You don't live in my state, but I'm still interested in you. Oh God, please. That's when you use the block. Delete feature. block. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Or delete. Like, and that happens. Like, you know, people will make a comment on something or they'll go into your direct message. Like, oh, I really don't want to respond, but you know, you try to be nice and then they keep going and then eventually you just have to ignore. You have to ghost them, which sucks because nobody likes being ghosted. It is mean, but damn, when somebody says no. Well, you know, in sales, you got to hear seven no's before you realize that there's no sale. So they're trying. I might hire that guy because he's like really persistent. That's good in sales. That just scared the hell out of me, coach. I might have to block them after the second time. I'm not going to deal <laughs> yeah. with it seven times. In I'm a just row. saying in sales, they take get seven no's first, you know, because sometimes Damn. that no is really, I need more information why you're interested in me, you know? So Ugh. maybe you can change it and go, why are you interested in me? Then? I already know why because they, they give me the Bible verse of it. And then I'm like, dude, you're not in Arizona. Well, I can move to Arizona. Oh, well, I'm that's not going to ask you to move here to be with me. I, no, you. 
you got to have a real reason to move. It has nothing to do with me. Right. But I'm still in. Oh, God, please tell me what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> Some people don't get it. You know, you, we Oof. do have cycles. They no means try harder Ugh. or be more persistent. Should I know? say no seven times you in could. a row? <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. No, 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 no. no. no right? And then be done with it. <laughs> Thank you for that. All right. So now, again, I think it's good to um, give compliments to people. And it doesn't have to be sexual in nature. It could be anything, you know. Um, basically, what happens is the brain registers a compliment as actually receiving cash. Um, think about it. Anytime you've just been feeling down, someone says, hey, I really like whatever, your shoes, your hat, you know. I have to be abstract when I compliment a woman. I can't say what I really want to say, but so I have to be very abstract. Oh, you look really nice. Why or, are you afraid? No, I'm not afraid. We're in the Me Too movement. Uh, yeah, that's so, true. You know, that's true. I don't want to be something that, that pulled up from 20 years ago. Clarence said I had nice shoes. Now I'm in court and I lose my show. You know, I have to be careful, you know. Well, you don't have to look at my shoes. <laughs> I've seen your shoes. <laughs> I'm a visual person. I check all these things out. <laughs> Well, you're a guy. That's normal. Yeah, we're visual. <laughs> Men are visual, so we look at things. Women are more abstract. Like, you know, it could be that way. Like, if you go in a guy's dirty apartment and you like him, you go, I just moved a few things around, picked up a few things. Oh, hell this guy no. Might no, be no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not cleaning up after you. You clean it up yourself. Well, you don't have to clean up, Alan, but you could make suggestions. Like, you know, if you move those underwear from college off that banner over there. And How about I just hang my underwear next to yours? And then it'll there you go. There see, you there guys you go. might be a fit then. Oh, it's God, like You guys please. think the same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just weird stuff. <laughs> right. So uh, anyway, when you're giving somebody a compliment, um, you also get a rush of positive feelings that extend beyond the mood. So that's kind of what we were feeling yesterday. We felt like we did something good for her. And it picked her mood up. And then before we judged her, which we did initially because he did say she was bitchy, we didn't realize that she was working the whole floor, which could have been a challenge and it could have affected her mood. But once we said, hey, you're doing a good job, we'll take care of you, everything changed. So that kind of helped the whole room out, basically, because we could get cool. the sense that everybody was a little annoyed with her. And it's, I've been in the service, and so I know that you could one thing could change your mood. And that, in that business, you have to be positive or it's going to affect you, you know, your gratuity. All right, so you guys all, this is the homework for you, Laura, and you, Robin. You guys are going to give somebody a compliment, somebody you don't know, like you in the elevator. That's great information about masks. I'll remember that. You're very cool. I like that. He might have taken that in a different way. Then again, he might have been like, hey, would you come to this elevator often? You know, it may have went totally different, you know. So you got to be careful with your compliments. But that's your assignment. You guys have to say something nice to somebody and see the reaction and see how you feel about it. I do that every day. I do do that every day. I will try because in, in the current state of COVID, it's even more valuable because you're not able to see somebody's facial features, you know, mm-hmm. whether they're not feeling good or not. You can't really see a lot by the eyes because the mask basically masks the whole entire face and you can't see somebody's emotion. So I will always, always, always try to compliment somebody, at least one person a day. And the ones I find are like people who have weird hairdos or different colors in their hair. It's like, dude, I love the rainbow in your hair. It's so awesome. And it's just making statements like that. And of course, I tend to follow that up with, I wish I could be as brave to do that because I'm too chicken to put color in my hair and show up at work with weird colors in my hair. People might not like that too well. But then again, I shouldn't care. But I do give people compliments on strange things. And now it's kind of like, 
your mask is cool. Right. You know, right. what are you going to do? I was like, I love the way your mask makes your eyes pop out. Your <laughs> eyes are so beautiful. I'm glad you're wearing a mask. I know that sounds weird, but hey, you know, it's a compliment. Keep that mask on. <laughs> I, miss, I miss seeing smiles. And I remember I, I went out to breakfast with a friend a couple weeks ago, and the girl that was waiting the table was beautiful. She had a shield on, a face shield. And I told her, I said, my God, you have the most beautiful smile I've seen in the longest time. I said, I am so glad you're not wearing a mask because I would miss out on that smile. And she said one of the customers went to the local store and bought a bunch of the face shields because he was tired of not seeing the waitress's smile. And I just thought that was the most beautiful thing. And I, her face lit up. And that's what I miss is seeing that. So I wanted I to make sure she understood that. She wasn't invisible to me Mm -hmm. that I saw that beautiful smile penetrating past that plastic shield. So here's something interesting. So when I was researching this whole body um, positivity thing, I found that researchers found that if you get a compliment, it makes it easier for you to learn new skills and change your behaviors. You know, seriously, Mm -hmm. this is what researchers find. And it says that they found it activates the same um, response in your brain when you get paid because even if you're, you make money, even, even really wealthy people, if they have a great investment, they get a new amount of money, it still goes, woo. You know, let's say you got a bonus that you weren't thinking about. You get excited for a second. Oh, what can I buy? Or, you know, what, what can I do differently? So I, I think um, that I found to be really true. So we don't always have to give someone money. We don't always have to. We can just give them a smile or, you know, say, hey, you know, here's some water for a homeless person or something. All those things are kind of the same thing as complimenting versus just judging them, you know. It's still currency. It is. It's paying it forward, definitely, for sure. Wow. So here's one. This is from George Lucas. And if you're a Star Wars fan like me, this is so true. Where's your lightsaber, coach? <laughs> That's not the show for that, but. No, no, no. I'm being legitimate. I'm a Star I'm Wars being fan. legitimate, too. We're not talking about that other stuff. <laughs> okay. That's a different show. <laughs> God, really? You took it there. I know. I, I did. didn't take it there. You I did. did. Okay, did. blame him, yeah. guys. <laughs> Actually, my lightsaber is in the car. I do. Keep, I do have a lightsaber. What color is it? I mean, it's is red. It... I'm, I'm, the, I'm on the dark okay, side. Got... Oh, you know, just what it is. You know, damn. I'm on the dark side. I have to be honest. And the, you know what? The good story about the dark side—they eventually came around. So that's true. That's so, true. It was a good. There's, ending. there's a good ending. Yeah. Yes. So George Lucas once famously said, "What you focus on determines your reality." So I really make a conscious effort to, some people think it's weird when they're hanging out with me because I just love to screw with people. And it's not negative. I just want to get up. If they're not smiling, I want to see if I could just say something to break the ice. Just to, because, you know, you never know what someone is thinking. Because we walk around with all these perceived, this person's a Republican, this person's a Democrat, this person's this, it's this. And we just, everybody does it. It's human nature. You judge people right away. They may not be smiling. Maybe they're wearing something you don't like or Maybe you think tie-dye is really old school. Why are you wearing that? And we make this little prejudgment. But instead of going, hey, man, I used to rock those tie-dye shirts in the 80s. That person's whole world might change. Really? I love that. You know, like you said with the guy with the uh, mohawk. You know, I like to mess with people with tattoos since I have tattoos. I like to know what inspired that tattoo. And next thing you got a whole conversation, you know. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. I went in for an interview, and I was paranoid because... I had a long sleeve shirt that I spilled coffee on. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going on this interview. So I ended up putting on this um, uh, short sleeve. It was, it was a button-up shirt, but it was like a polo. And I'm like, man, I'm never going to get this job. I got these tattoos, and, you know, I have sleeves. So I'm thinking this guy's going to judge me. And so I go through the interview, and the guy's not saying a word. 
he's just sitting there. So I'm thinking he has the tattoos. I'm already negative in my head. I'm, I'm having that conversation. He's not going to hire me because I got tattoos. He's judging me. He's probably some prude. He walks to the door, and I'm thinking he's going to say, get out, or here's how you leave the building. He walks to the door. He shuts the door. Then I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be like one of those Hollywood moments where I got to really want this job or walk oh, out. You know? Me and, too, Clarence. Yeah, me too. That was my me too moment. He walks through the door, and he goes, check this out. He pulls his pants down. I kid you not, it's a true story. He has a tattoo of Popeye on his butt. He goes, you're hired. I was like, really? That's cool. He goes, I said, I didn't think you liked me because of my tattoos. He goes, no, that's why I love it. And so, wait a minute. You never know. Popeye on his butt. He, I didn't ask. That was a little too strange. I don't know if that's where the spinach is hit. I, I just didn't want to know. Dude, I have a dozen tattoos <laughs> and my butt is still as My white butt as, is still a virgin. Uh, I there's didn't just ask. no way I could put a needle there. I mean, it's I, bad enough when you get B12 shots in the backside. I'm not going to have a tattoo yeah, I just there, can't right? I'm sitting there with my tattoo guy and just. Okay, now I'm curious. Explodes. How many do you have? Well, I have several and they're all in my arms and across the chest. And so almost like sleeves? Sleeves, yes. Okay. And some on the sides. I'm not doing the face and none of that stuff. Although I have a good buddy who uh, does real estate, and he has his face as 90% tattoo. You probably know him, Justin. He's oh, called yeah. the Tattoo Realtor. And oh. he's, 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 yeah, you should Google him. He's, um, he's, he's awesome. And he gets, he goes through, he makes fun of because people judge him when they see him, you know. He just did a video of what people expect when he shows up because he's got face tattoos and stuff. Um, well, I can bet that's interesting on a broker's open. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least he makes the conversation happen. Exactly. What does that mean? I mean, most of mine you can't really see unless I wear certain clothes, but, you know, they're always conversation starters. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. I will, exactly, the complimentary. I will go up to somebody and I will see tattoos and I'm like, Oh my God, I love your, I love your ink. Right. Tell me about it. Right, right. And it's always like, a good conversation starter. You know, and I've got ink all over the place. So it's, I love it when people say something. I remember one day here at work, I wore a dress and I have a, a six foot eight football player who's a host. He comes up to me, goes, Oh my God, I didn't know you had tattoos on your back. I said, dude, my whole back is covered. And he's like, check mine out. <laughs> it becomes a competition. We're it like did. checking each other's right, tattoos out. Exactly. But it brings about conversation. It's complimentary. And it's like you're showing interest in somebody when so many people are acting like people don't matter. Right, right. Well, the world's definitely changed with tattoos. The perception has changed. So, oh, yeah, that's we're a good so thing. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Some people never do it, but that's their business. But I will say I don't have a tramp stamp. Never did. Never will. Okay. No tramp stamps. <laughs> nope. Nope. So I have one last point because someone actually emailed me and was like, okay, so in this world of you know, being careful what you say, how would you compliment somebody who's generally perceived as being very attractive? What, what are some things you could do? And I had to think before I answered, so I, you know me, I'm in Google and research. And what I found is someone who's comp- constantly being uh, complimented for how they look, instead of focusing on something they hear all the time, which is probably in their mind perceived negative because there's probably some good and bad that goes with that, Talk about something that you know, maybe their work. Hey, how did you become the president? You know, what inspired you to get to that role? And what are some people that you listen to for ideas? So now you've shifted off their looks and maybe you are um, trying to find out a little bit more about them personality wise. Um, I'll give you an example because I'm Mr. Experiment of everything. So similar elevator experience. I usually get two reactions to the elevator. Either like I'm going to stand by the door and like hope this guy doesn't hit me over the head or I get... The look of, I don't know what that look, guys are women. I don't know what that look means, but it's not negative. It's more like, 
you know, maybe this guy might be interested in a little entanglement or whatever the you, new code you hope is. The elevator gets stuck. Right? <laughs> so I, this woman was attractive. So I said, let's play this game. And you could tell by the way she dressed that she was very confident in her, her goodies and what she was blessed with or paid for, whatever. I didn't go that far with it. Um, so I was you just like, went there again. <laughs> I was like, I got to say, you know, I don't know anything about you, but I know shoes. And I said, for you to have those shoes, what is it that you do for a living? And she just opened up. And we talked all the way out the elevator, come to find out she was a uh, CEO of a company. And she was visiting and she was there to do a talk. And it was totally, and she said to me, I'll be honest with you, no one ever talks to me about what I do. It's how I look. So that I know can work. You just he have to shoots, be careful. He scores. That's right. Damn. Nothing but net on that one. Wow. I'm impressed. All right. I'm impressed. I didn't even think most guys looked at shoes and had. Oh, I'm a shoe guy. Your shoe a- game is important. I look at every woman's shoes. Your shoe, if your shoe game and your toe game is off, you got, I already know there's going to be problems. Dude, I'm 5'9". I don't wear heels, so I guess my shoe game is off for you. No, I already checked. I already, didn't I say I already checked her shoes out? That's weird, though. <laughs> no, it's not. Does, that, does that mean you have a foot fetish? Or no, do, no, I don't. I admire feet. I got you. And you, women who take care of their feet. not Because I've seen some feet, and I'm, oh, yeah. that would be odd for a foot fetish. Ballet toes are the worst. Yeah, well, there's a story there. Of course. I just feel bad <laughs> for those poor ladies because they can't wear open-toe shoes. No. <sighs> what are you going to do? You gotta have a pretty smile. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. I'm just Did kidding. you just go there? I'm just kidding. Wow. So, do we need to take another break yeah, so you can catch a break. break? Yeah, let's catch a break. All right. Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. We'll be back right after this. We see it every day on TV. Real or fictionalized stories of people who have been abused. Many abuse survivors relate to those stories and think they have to suffer in silence. But there is an answer. The International Child Advocacy Network, YesICan.org, provides online facilitated chat rooms for child abuse and domestic violence survivors. YesICan.org, the sole provider of these online services, stands ready to help break the silence and cycle of abuse in your life. Go to yesican.org for more information. Yesican.org, working worldwide to break the silence and cycle of abuse. And now, back to Fit Over 40. Here's your host, Coach Clarence. All right, so, and this whole body positivity. This is going to be probably the weirdest segment of this conversation today. Really? You know, yeah, right? <laughs> Just can't <it> get weirder. <laughs> um, we, and I'm going to talk about this next week in a group a little bit, but um, this is super important, but it's weird as hell if you've never heard it before. I want you guys to think of talking to your food before you eat it. And that's really an out of different way of thinking. We've been talking about body confidence and self-esteem because it plays a big role in your mood, your results, and your health. So I want you to talk about, I want to talk about like how the food you eat actually has an effect on all that and why it can be important to take some time to be grateful. So you might be going, what the heck is a dude talking about? So how you choose to feed yourself is definitely part of your self-care and your self-care has a direct relationship to your confidence because I talked in the first uh, conversation we had when uh, Robin was asking me questions about, because there's a reason people do things that they know are harmful to themselves. 
it's a deep relationship that goes way back, you know, you got to dig and got to do some serious peeling of some onion to figure out why they're knowingly, people knowingly sit in drive throughs knowing that it's not the best move, knowing that it's cheaper, it's quick, but there's a reason. So you have to really dig deep to find out what those reasons are and how you can really get into it. Okay, so nothing that you'll ever hear me say is the perfect diet or perfect anything. It is about constant progress, okay? So I don't do perfect. This is the best diet. I'm not one of those one-size-fits-all. Everyone has their own little thing and niche. I'm like, what works for you? What will you consistently do? Okay, some people out there really get hung up on what other people are saying. Again, this is where you go back to saying no. Well, so-and-so does the keto diet. So-and-so does the low-fat. Some people do the cabbage soup. Say no. I'm going to find out what works for me, and I'm not going to let all you guys influence my decisions. So I want you to start drawing a direct line between gratitude and the food you eat and how it works on your body. So giving gratitude to your food is sometimes trendy, but I want you to really think deeper than the marketing of gratitude of what you eat. Think about um, in the old days when people ate, they really, when they prayed, it wasn't like, thank you, God, for this food. They, they weren't on that level. It was like, thank you. We have something to eat and we're grateful. It's going to feed us so we don't have a famine. And in those days, you know, you might go weeks and months before you have more food again. So they slowed down. They thought about what they ate. Now, fast forward, everything's quick. I got to eat for my next appointment. I got to keep moving. And then we start to lose that. And then the choices become different. So the challenge for you guys this week is to just take a few minutes and be grateful before you eat. I always like to think of, I'm thankful that I'm able to eat um, because I know a lot of people who aren't eating, who are skipping meals. A lot of children, a lot of parents, especially right now, don't have money. I, that's very, we don't talk about it. It's not in the news. There are a lot of people who are making decisions like, we're going to just have dinner today, or maybe we're just going to eat lunch today. I remember when we were kids, we were poor, so we had what was known as a wish sandwich. It was usually two pieces of bread. It could be peanut butter or mayonnaise, and you wished that you had something in it. That's why it was called the wish sandwich. But we were happy. We ate. We made it through. So, But think about next time you're eating, if you have the ability to eat some, be grateful for it, and think about that. And a lot of times what this does is it slows you down, and you actually are thinking about what you're eating. Um, so this goes a little further. Think about the farmers, the people packaged, the people who worked, the people picked, all the stuff that got it all the way to your table. And you tend to have a sense of gratitude. And then you tend to um, be a little more mindful of what you're eating and how it affects you and everybody else. Because all this is a big circle and everybody is affected by the circle. So when you do this, it helps you be more mindful and in the moment. Um, last week, Anthony was talking about um, counting your food. Um, we used to be taught to have 20 chews. So that could be whatever 20 seconds is for you. It could be alphabets. It could be saying your names. We were kids. We had to remember the presidents, whatever it was to help you slow down and eat. And what you find is you won't eat as much. But if you're like, blah, 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 blah. And then you have digestion problems because your food isn't, you know, it's partly digested. So the more you enjoy and slow down, you actually taste the food. You actually appreciate it. And I've done this before because I've been out partying. Let's just be honest and drinking. And I pulled over to my favorite place in the world after clubbing is Filiberto's and giving them a shout out. This is the best drunk food ever. And I'm seriously sitting there eating and you're halfway through and you're just looking going, what the fuck am I eating right now? And you start to feel bad and you go, wow, I'm really eating some crap and I'm going to feel like crap in the morning. So anyway, I'm not saying like you just go to Filiberto's and try this. You know, clean just out do your it. system the next day. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. So the idea, again, is to be grateful, especially right now, a lot of people not being able to feed their families. Um, I think all this helps when you are. And another thing, too, we throw away so much food that you could donate to people that don't eat, you know. Maybe one day, instead of having those eight meals, maybe you package them up and take them down the street and give them to somebody who needs it. And that's all goes into it makes you feel good about yourself. Maybe you can't give money, but maybe you, you like to bake or maybe you made extra me with my food prep business. I always have extra food. So usually it's the neighbors, but somebody will get extra food, you know, so versus like we go to a lot of these restaurants, they throw away food, you know. I think Arizona's okay with you feeding people. I haven't heard anything different. I would have to check that, so don't quote me. But I think you can give away food that isn't, you know, that isn't consumed. And I would say, yeah, check on your neighbors because you never know what they're going through right now. Exactly. If you can help, give them a little something. Make them, you know, make a big casserole and take it next door. You never know. Exactly, yeah. And there's some foods that go really a long way. I remember just growing up... um, financially challenged if you will we used to get those foods that would stretch pasta and stuff like that which isn't the best food but it's better than somebody going without eating so and that leads me to my last point for today our theme for september is cravings how to spot them what to do about them and why they exist i think if you tune in next month all throughout the month um, you're going to get some tidbits to notice little things that you do that are really just cravings and how they became there and why they're important to notice and how you can avoid them. We are talking about craving food, right? <laughs> well, cravings come in different things. And you should say. be asking, why am I craving that? Maybe uh, yeah, My subject is health and fitness. I, you might have to have another person come in with your cravings. <laughs> hey, I didn't say that. Don't blame the voices in my head. I can't help it. <laughs> hey, at least, you have, at least you're at least getting a, a second opinion. <laughs> so... Stay tuned for that next week. And um, as always, keep your questions coming. I will try to interject them in. And that's what's up for this week. Thanks for listening to Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women like you who want to live their best life going into middle age. Join us next time for more inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders offering tips and how-tos to improve your life right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com and wherever you get your podcasts.